0: Welcome to the Fence End podcast. It's uh Simon here with uh Fraser, Paul, and Liam. Hi guys, how are we? Hello, so we will, yeah, we will talk about two clean sheets. Um, last time we podded uh, was uh after the Morecambe game, and we've had Peterborough 0 0, Sheffield Wednesday 1 0, and Port Vale 0 0. Um, so yeah, four unbeaten, two clean sheets. Um, how do we think it's going with Liam Manning?
1: Yeah, I think,
2: well, yeah, the the big pause there. <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> a lot of contemplation. We're uh, harder to beat. That's that is definitely a good thing. Maybe I think people were a bit disappointed against Fort Vale. You know that we didn't, weren't more attack minded. But you know he said that we've got to be hard to beat, and that's what he has delivered. It's just you like you need to add that little bit up front if you're going to turn it into three points at some point because mm. it it's all well and good getting draws all the time but it's two points now <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's getting
3: it's getting quite nerve wracking. I don't quite understand where Tyler Goodrum's gone. Um, no. I don't know if that's that's no. a Liam Manning thing, obviously. I don't you know in um, he did. I, I can't think, remember if it was the Sheffield Wednesday or the Port Vale game.
0: There was a point at which he was going to come on. I think it was the Sheffield Wednesday game. And then um, Elliot Moore got injured. So they changed the... But he was certainly there, ready, sort of, uh, to come on. Um, so I think he was potentially going to feature in one of the games. Um, and like said, Liam Manning has said the whole squad will play a part. But you're right. It it, it Both both the last couple of games where we've been looking a little bit sort of bereft of attacking ideas, he would be an ideal man you think to bring on Mm. or boy to bring on, should I say? Yeah, I guess the,
1: one of the questions there is had we gone for it, would we have ended up conceding and getting no points from it? Because that is, that is obviously not what we want. Um, Taking the lead against um, Morecambe, I know you covered Morecambe last time, but taking the lead against Morecambe was a great thing to do. And it's it's about holding on to that if we get the lead. But other than that, we've pushed forward when we absolutely have to um, and come back and equalised. And at the point where it's nil-nil and we were up against it, it was about not conceding. And Mm. that actually happened. And what we saw a fair few times under Robinson was, okay, we will go for the win. We still weren't that good up front, but we left ourselves open at the back and then, you know, got got picked off. So I think going into the game, we all wanted three points from Port Vale. You looked at that in that list of, what is it, six fixtures where five of them are against top half opposition and Port Vale are in the middle of that. Mm. And you go, okay, well, we need three points against Port Vale. We were second best against Port Vale and we got the point. And yeah. if you if you are second best and you get a draw, that's a better place to be. Obviously, looking at it, you go, uh, "We we need to be beating them because we've got three really difficult fixtures." If if the next three fixtures, the one you look at is Portsmouth going, that's the one we probably have the best chance in. And you know it's you know who's in charge, <laughs> so <laughs> it like it, yeah. it's it's just you know written in the stars that they'll that they'll do us. Well, that's. It's tough, and then you're looking at the last three fixtures. So, not losing that, well, all, all four of those games, not losing them is is key. And we've looked good enough to get more in some, and poor enough to lose the game in others. But we haven't lost. That's me trying to be positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and there's was... this sort of talk of maybe 46 points will be enough. We've at a point a game with six games left. We'll be on 46 if we carry on. A
1: point yeah, what I want to do though is win the next two. <laughs> if that's yeah. what we're playing. We yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did anyone see the article by Stuart Finley about? Well, not by him, but about him, um, where he was talking about how it, he's finding it a lot easier undermanning. I suppose with a more "let's not get beat" attitude, rather than "I've got the ball and I need to go forward and play it out from the back," whatever. He's actually finding it a lot easier in this team than he was when Mr. Robinson was still in charge
3: yeah um, I don't want to I don't think the expression is quite put the boot in but he wasn't (laughs) wasn't glowing about Carl Robinson was he in that article he was obviously saying I but you do hear that a lot with footballers that they get they just get on with certain managers and not with others I don't know that it's personal
2: Brannigan put the boot in right at the last minute well, so, well that's probably so, why he's
3: got be, Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, well,
2: you've you've got to look at it from the player's point of view. Going,
1: I'm not going to slag off the new manager. He might put me in the team. Yeah, so you've got to, yeah. you've got to be outwardly saying that. And from Branigan's point of view, it was obvious that Robinson was going to go after the Rovers game. So at that point, you tell the fans, "I'm here for the club." Mm-hmm. I'm not clinging on to the former manager I'm not going to fall out with the new manager let's yeah. get out of this mess so I think both of them had to say that but it doesn't really surprise me he's obviously a likeable enough person that players come back and play for him again because we've had some that have been with us several times he's got players back that have played with him before but it does seem like um, uh, a settled camp at the minute
3: we're certainly in a better place since we changed manager you know it was it was clearly, the right decision, and I don't, I don't really have any criticisms of Liam Manning at all. How can you possibly have? You know, great name, th- he's uh, three games, four games. Um, so you know, uh, and, and I think maybe the draws, if we really do draw every game to the end of the season, which wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, perhaps that will be enough to stay up. But, um, you know, what an end of season pod that would be. I mean, where, where would we even start with? I don't know what that would take the winless run to six twenty games? But you know, we're currently at fourteen, I think. So
1: Yeah, so six to go.
3: Which I don't I don't even want to know what sort of record that is um in the league. Can yeah. you
1: can you imagine though, prior to Manning coming in, how many people thought well what we need is someone to, you know, stop us conceding so many? Mm. And we've kept two clean sheets of the last of his four mm. games. Yeah. Conceding half a goal a game. Yeah, we've only scored half a goal a game. That's that's a different problem. Yeah. But conceding half a goal a game was so far away from what was. You look at the derby game; it like we were just being picked off left, right, and centre. Yeah. And yeah. um, and and one of the things that he has changed is sort of going: if you're not sure you're going to win the ball, don't go in for the tackle because you'll lose your shape. Well, how has that helped our discipline? You look at that yeah. Port Vale game when how many did they end up with on a bookie? Mm. And they had a man sent off. And they're obviously frustrated. That's where the red card comes from. So that discipline is is really, really helpful, especially when you've got so many injuries.
3: I think taking them a game at a time. I mean, Peterborough, I think they they turned up expecting to win fairly easily. They hardly had a look in. Um we, we were very we were very good defensively. Um we didn't do much ourselves going forward. Um Sheffield Wednesday. The second half was a, was superb. I thought it yeah. was a brilliant half from Oxford. I mean, I'm not just not a, 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 an original thought. I think probably everyone thought that. But um, you know, the Gatlin Odonka had chances to to win mm. the game for us. Um, the penalty we can argue about all day, but
1: oh, yeah. let's. We had a fantastic <laughs> well, chat they... in the WhatsApp about it. Obviously, we we should have had a penalty a few minutes earlier. Yeah, um, that's not really debatable you've got the the second yellow that that really should have been given but it wasn't now the penalty that was given Simon I think you and I disagree on this one
0: yeah but i but I'm both happy it was given so. absolutely I, I think it was almost the case of in in the space of, of three or four minutes there were perhaps a total if you're saying well that was kind of Maybe a twenty-five percent of a penalty. There was another one where we had maybe at least half, or you know, should have had a penalty. There was another. one. I think we. It was almost like they added up to one and a half penalties with the with the number of potential penalties there could have been. But I thought the one we actually got was possibly the least of them, in that it just looked like Marcus Brown saw the Sheffield Wednesday player on the ground, and rather than going round him, decided I'll try and step over him or. I'll engineer contact. And it just felt to me I'd, I'd have been screaming if it, if it was the other way around. I think I would have been absolutely livid. Um, I think in
1: terms of morality, it shouldn't be a penalty, but in terms of the rule of the game, mm. it doesn't say it needs to be a deliberate trip. And he tripped him. Um, and that's, that's where it comes into it. Um, in in my opinion, mm. if you look at the rules, it says um handball. Is is handball if it's deliberate or if it's going in or if your arms out of position? And when and it do you says one of the options,
2: trip someone up anyway.
1: Well, if you deliberately move out. to stop yeah. them, I guess. But <laughs>
2: like, but that means. But you know, if you're
1: trying to tackle them and not trying to foul yeah. them, then yeah, then, I, I yeah. see that point. But he's he's obviously not looking. But his movement trips Marcus Brown. It's when yeah. he tries to stand up. Marcus Brown gets tripped, and it's in the attempting to stand up he tripped him, and and therefore deliver it or not. Rules of the game says it is a penalty. It's obviously an accident it, that mm. that is is quite clear to see. But I'm I'm pretty sure we've conceded a few like it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah over I the mean, years, absolutely. And in and in recent games, I think the the Lincoln game was sort of quite similar to that, where Sam Long sort of attempts to play the ball and the guy goes over his leg it it's that you you're I'm you're, you're right about the rules of the game it just seems it's that kind of distinction between tripping someone and tripping over someone it's almost there's there's a a little bit of I'm trying to think what the word would be and it is that that in, intention is perhaps not the right word but it it, it involves a bit of active mm-hmm. the, the defender himself tripping someone rather than Tripping over, we talked about it. That you're right on the WhatsApp group, and it was like, you know, if you fell over, if you tripped over the cat, then is that the deliberate action of the cat? And we all decided, yeah, because c- cats are gits and they would deliberately <laughs> trip you. It. But it's it's that if you're tripping over an inan- an inanimate object, you know, I, I you know, you trip over your shoes or whatever it might be. There's that kind of you you tripped over something rather than being it tripped you Yeah, really. tri- I think.
1: But for me, think... it's whether. It's whether the cat moves or doesn't. If the cat's still and you trip over it, that's on you. If the cat runs in front of you, even if it doesn't mean to do it, it has tripped you.
3: If the player Uh, in question
1: just beforehand didn't he? Yeah, (laughs) this shows how bad the poor mail game is because we want to stay on this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If the player in question was Kieran Trippier, this could get really. (laughs) I think in a sponsored by trip hearing. (laughs) Yeah. Nice in, in the cold light of day. If <laughs> I think if you asked the ref, she would say she gave the penalty to balance up the stinker that she'd missed five minutes prior. I, I think, think that's what really happened. That. and I'm here for it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. All right. If Wednesday fans really want to have constant argument about it, well, your captain mm. should have been off the pitch. That was clear as annoyed. anything. Also, you went one. I'm talking to Wednesday fans now, you went one nil up and then other than the great saves that Eastwood made, you didn't really do that much. You chose to sat back at 20th in the league. That's, that's your lookout, mm. Sorry, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, and on the run that, that they, they were on all. as
1: well. Mm. Yeah. So and far. thank goodness they're now through that because they're now playing teams around us. So. Yeah, I
3: mean, go to hell now. I mean, yeah. Smash
1: <laughs> them now. <laughs> yes. God, yeah. Um, um, but... Yeah, I think it, penalties are difficult, but as I've said many times, once those decisions are given, you've got to play. Mm. It's, it's pointless moaning about them. You can't switch off. Um, yeah, penalties are difficult because they are in, uh, a statistically a better chance for the attacking team. Yeah. A- anyway, Sheffield Wednesday, top of the league, eighty-four points. Mm. We we unbeaten against them this season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's it's bizarre. Some of the you know the teams we uh, um, we've got Bolton on Saturday. And we went up there and beat them quite comfortably
3: earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah, it's right. We got to bite the bullet. Port Vale. Let's Port get Vale. It. Port
0: right. And vale. going into the
3: game, no. we
1: all thought that was the one to win, didn't we? Um, yes. I do Panto up there, so I'm gonna um, not say. Oh how yes, he they does. As a fan base. Oh, stop it. Right. <laughs> um,
3: I think we've probably, you know, all got the same opinion on that game. It really felt like right, this is, we're going to win this now. Are they, were they three places above us or something like that? No, there's not Ooh, many points in yeah. it. Um, they're not on a very good run. And it just felt like when you eyed up the fixtures, that was one that, that we could uh, find this elusive win in. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but the kind of annoying thing was it didn't really seem close to happening. Was anyone there? Were you there, Sai? No, I
0: watched it on iFollow. I didn't go. Um, I watched it on iFollow and yeah it, it was another a, another point I think that's all you can really take think. as a positive from it well that and Stefan Negri's full debut um, mm-hmm. was impressive he mm. came on obviously at the end against uh, Sheffield Wednesday and just won about four or five headers on the trot and looked very comfortable and then thought did well, did well at Port Vale
3: what well, are your honest opinions on, because they're, they're getting talked about a lot, Yannick Wildshirt and Josh Murphy, we have them for another year after mm. this year. Are they just... just? I, I understand that there were heavy injuries, but are they just not that good, or are we just not seeing the players that they could be yet? I think we've seen glimpses
1: <clears throat> from each of them realistically, but Wildshirt probably slightly more... Um, he scored a goal earlier in the season that he took down really well and sort of powered through and and really calm finish. Murphy starts some games and you think, oh, this is the game that he's going to sort it out, and he takes it round the the defender a couple of times, and then something goes wrong for him and he just disappears.
3: Yeah,
1: it, can it all be confidence? I don't, I really don't understand because, I mean, CV wise, they're they're yeah. both strong, but. I, think... I don't know. Uh, the other thing is, you've got to look at the fact that the three managers have been choosing them, mm-hmm. so they must be doing stuff in training.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: I think there's a little bit of you know we we I think we said in previous spots we're on on about par with previous seasons in terms of goals conceded, but for goals scored we're way down. Now yeah. there's a little bit of the the uh, supply hasn't been there, but now without. Matty Taylor, who's that kind of poacher in the box, we're relying on a young lad up front to, to get the goals, or or Carl Joseph, who's not really an out-and-out centre forward. So there's been one or two occasions where both Murphy and Wiltshire have put decent crosses into the box. You know, the, the goal at Morecambe is a prime example where Wiltshire puts a fantastic ball in for Marcus Brown to score. So there's a little bit of maybe they're getting forward and putting balls into the box, which are in the kind of right places, but our centre forwards aren't making the runs. We're not scoring goals. No, is Smith the one to be doing that because he's, he's not being chosen. No, no. Yeah. We, we haven't got that, you know, absolute out and out, really good centre forward in the, in the club at the moment, you know, when the, like say, Smith hasn't really done very well when he has played, you know, it's, you know, he's not being kind of like, wow, that's a really good sign-in. Matt Taylor at the start of the season wasn't scoring goals. And like I say, you know, Gatlin Odonka, a young lad, and Carl Joseph, not really a centre-forward. So we, we're asking wingers to get, uh, you know, do something, but we're not making the runs. It, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I, I think they're obviously good players. You know, you don't go for the sort of money they've been, they've gone in the past for without being something there. Mm. But it's just not working. It's you know, neither of them has has done anywhere near where you think they should have done. I
2: uh-huh. think Oxford fans, we like a player with enthusiasm. Mm. That's why we like players like Tyler Goodrum, because even if they lose out a tackle, they'll run back 20 yards, they'll keep trying to get it back, they'll you know, that enthusiasm, and that's what we love. I haven't seen that from Murphy. I've seen a little bit of that kind of fight in was it Wil Wiltshire? Mm. That, but it's it's I think it's more the attitude and there seems to be a particularly with Murphy, there's been a thing that he chooses when he plays, and there's kind of been that off joke. You know, don't know how seriously people take it, but It's that desire to win the ball back or you lose the ball and you just slowly walk back. You know, you pull out of a 50-50. It's almost like the criticism Brown's got at some points, Marcus Brown, um, that you just want something a little bit more than, okay. he's a winger. He's going to run down the wing and try and cross it in. We know what he's going to try and do. You just want something a little bit different occasionally. The thing is, though, Josh Murphy
1: has a few times this season tracked right back and cleared it off the line, and that has been forgotten each time mm. because it's Josh Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that uh, I think uh, the Rovers game was one of the things so we were down and out. We were done. But he was the one back on the line that had you know, absolutely legged it 70 yards to get back there and clear it off the line. That gets forgotten. We lost the game. Murphy's done nothing all season. And that yeah. some players just have that. Fossu had the same. Mm. I, I don't know what it is about some players. They just, when they do things, they don't get any appreciation for it. I think Smalley mm. had something similar where if he did anything good, whenever anyone talked about it in their head, it was Bino did it. And any yeah. mistakes that either of them made, it must have been smaller. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I'm not saying that you know either of them been, either of them have been great or even good.
2: I'm saying they've not mm-hmm. been. They we've not been playing with nine men when no. they've been on the but pitch. I think okay. What you said about Murphy, that that is that sums it up. Sometimes he'll be putting it all in. It's very inconsistent. You know, like you don't know what you're going to get with him. I think a problem um, as
3: well, Paul, is that. Murphy and Wiltshire came with such a billing. They came with yeah. this idea mm. that they were going to be, they were going to rip the wing up for League One. They were going to be outstanding. Yeah. They, they both signed with such a, wow, that you know, these yeah. are some great signings. And and sure. even if they had been above av- just average this season, we would have been a bit disappointed. The fact that they've been pretty much below and Wiltshire was injured for how long? A long time. Yeah. Um, it, I think that adds to our opinion of them. Uh, that
1: I, I think that's in curse of Carl Robinson, isn't just, it?
3: Well, yeah, yeah. we just <laughs> expected so much more. And, and yeah, well, you know, he bigged them up like he, he, yeah. he does. Uh, um, but, you know, I think we, what we expected and what we got are, are very different. It might
2: be a little bit of a hangover from Robinson as well, because before Robinson, we didn't really have wingers. Like we were crying out for wingers, hmm. and then suddenly we had Robinson, and all we had was ro- wingers. So then you've got two wingers, and you're like, I'm oh, not another one!" And and you know, maybe it's a little bit of that left over. You know, it's it. They'll they'll do their role, but you know, we'd we'd rather get a, you know, a good, um... like a target man. Also the, like,
3: yeah. the, I think the, the problem is as well is that in times like this when we're in trouble of, of going down and we're near the end of the season you want to look around and think right who's going to get us out of this Who who <laughs> yeah. is going to be the leader here to grab the squad by the scruff of the neck and say right this is bullshit mm. we need to be better than this because we have yeah. underperformed all season and now we need to rescue this um, and you look around and it's it's slim pickings for who's going to be the player. Isn't it, really? well, exactly, it Branigan. it's always yeah. Brannigan. And that's great, and I'm sure he loves that. Mm. But it can't always be Brannigan because you look around and look for leaders. And this is where I think... um I know it's all hindsight, but I think it was an error to allow Matty Taylor to go. I know his scoring had been non-existent this season. I'd argue that's more to do with the service he's receiving than his ability. But he he has got a lot of Oxford United about him and he's just that kind of forward man who you would have put a bit of faith in to find some form to drag us out of this. Um, and I think we'll look back on that as a huge error to to allow mm-hmm. him to... get. Why would you not just keep him around? What? Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't have done any harm. And what's happened to Smith? The, well, this the forward. is... Yeah, I've this been injured, and... He's been he,
0: injured, but I think he's been on the bench the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's whether it's partly he's not our
1: player, but then mm. Carl Joseph is starting. Yeah. So I, I don't really get that. And the difference between Joseph and Smith in terms of them being on loan is Smith's contract is up at the end of the season. So if anything, mm. you'd want to play him and get him involved. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, good that, that um, O'Donk has been nominated for uh, yeah. the young young player of the season or apprentice mm. of the season or, or something like that but it's basically been because we've thrown him in at the deep end. So um, those those players who would pull us out you'd you'd hope that Sam Long would have that about him to G everyone up. Yeah. Um Elliot Moore Henry's injured. Um yeah, absolutely. yeah, Elliot Moore, yeah. How long's mm. Moore got to be
0: out for? Yeah. Will he be able to play this Saturday? It, potentially. It's a seven-day... Uh, sorry, no. I think it's either a six- or seven-day um, recovery period where they go through various stages. Um, okay. And he has to kind of... He can't start one stage, into you know, so it's like non-contact training, then contact training. It goes through period. So we've not heard anything. But if it goes well, yes, he could be uh, back for Saturday. Yeah.
1: Um, and then and again, Henry's then, injured, Bulldogs injured. There are other players Bowden. that you would go, yeah. yeah, you'd expect to have the experience and the appreciation of the area. Mm. Maybe not Bowden because of his youth career, but um, <laughs> to to get everyone going and and get us out of this mess. They're all injured. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which
0: not ideal. No, uh, and, and potentially I mean, Negro with with the injury he suffered at Port Vale, um, you know, broken nose by the looks of it, it was certainly a lot of blood. Um, not heard much yet about uh, whether he'll be fit for for Saturday. He kind of hopes so, um, but depends what the in, you know, how bad that injury is. I
2: thought I think... the refereeing was there. There um, was interesting as well because he got his yellow card out. Mm. He definitely got his yellow card out and then went over and looked at the player and then changed it to a red. Now it might be That could have been, could right have been decision, something in his ear. But it I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> to react on an injury, you can't you can't always go by that. That's what it looked like anyway. Mm. Yeah, as as I
1: said, it might have been a word in his ear from someone, but yeah. um I, I think if that is the case, then sometimes you go over and feign a conversation with them yeah. and, and do all of that stuff. But it, it was the right decision. It's definitely a, a red card. And I think you said on Twitter, Simon,
0: it, the the true giveaway is <laughs> <Of> <laughs> the yeah.
1: rubbing his elbow. As it it was,
0: well, that was a bit like I said, I watched it on iFollow. So they, they kind of tracked him and, and he did it certainly more than, more than once. There was a couple of occasions where he's kind of walking around, basically kind of, yeah, rubbing his left elbow and having a look at it. I'm, one of the the
1: good things about the last few games is three or four games ago, it looked like it was maybe five teams trying to avoid three spaces. Mm. Well, if you look at the games in hand and 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 where we are in terms of points, it's now anyone below 16th, really. And I would say Morecambe are as good as down. So you're talking about... Um, what's that seven teams trying to avoid two spaces? Yeah, that's a lot better. Obviously, we're you know
2: it'd be better seat, if we seat weren't of one of them. just
1: outside it. Yeah, obviously, but you've got um, MK Dons, Port Vale, and Cheltenham have all played a game more. So MK Dons are two points ahead of us. Port Vale and Cheltenham are, are six. If we can win that that game, um, well, it, yeah, I think it's against well, we're playing Cheltenham and Portsmouth, aren't we? If we can win that game in hand on those three teams, it it's so much tidier You're talking about three points between those teams. And I don't know, it's, it's opened up, which I think can only be a good thing for yeah. us.
0: And and the fact that we're now much harder to beat and, and we're not conceding goals, the goal difference at the moment, we've got... A minus ten goal difference. I think the the next best around us is Cheltenham on minus seventeen. You know, a, a lot of teams around us in the minus minus twenties, minus thirty three for Accrington Stanley. So that that could be worth an additional point at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The,
1: the I would say the thing we want to we want if we could choose right now is going into the last game of the season three points outside the relegation zone. Mm, yeah. And especially if Accrington are, are in that position, because you're talking about a sixteen, seventeen goal turnaround. Yeah, yeah, um, and that is one of the few occasions I would back us.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, I know it's uh, the um, we, we've sort of been rubbish against everyone in the last what, fourteen games, or, or I mean, all, all different types of teams in this division. You still and have all to... different types of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. You still have to look at the the last three fixtures, and 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 you know we're well up, we're well in the game, well up for the fight, um, uh, but then you know in true Oxford United, somewhere in amongst um, Pompey, Barnsley, and and who's the other team? Uh, Bolton. You know we'll get a shock somewhere, mm. um, and and you know like you're saying, Liam, I, before Wednesday and uh, Peterborough. I wouldn't have fancied us getting anything from those games. In fact, I would have fancied the heavy defeats. Um, that didn't happen, and we got a point from each. If you offered me three points for the next three now, I'd absolutely take it, um, which, mm. you know, feels like sort of a bit rubbish, but given the circumstances, it'd be brilliant. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, going into those last three games, yeah, on 43 points, I'd I'd feel a lot happier than I am now going into the last six on yeah. 40
3: yeah and i think having that cheltenham game moved kind of did us in a bit as well because that was an opportunity to to play a team closer to us or you know similar to us and at home might, yeah we might have gotten something out of that but by now um so it's um yeah i'm still trying to be positive about it does anyone want to put their cards on the table and say what they think might happen at the end of the season or we're too scared. Every I think <laughs> we're
1: going to be having a beer. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> commiseratory beer or something. D- I'm
1: not going to comment on that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm I'm reluctant to say only four games out of the the ten that Manning's in charge of. There you are. You needed someone who who stood a chance of getting us out of this mess. I'm reluctant to go. Liam Manning's the the perfect mm. guy then. Early indications look like we're in a much better place than we were four games ago, even though we're closer to the drop zone. Some of the things that you've seen, us keeping clean sheets, um, players seem to know what they're doing more. Mistakes being eradicated for the next game, stuff like that. And then then you're talking about players like Oshin Smith and uh, Negru being given a chance. That's such a big thing. He could have he could have easily brought on Fleming and put Brown into the middle. He could have moved Sam Long to um to centre back, but no, he went for the youngster that's obviously done things in training, and you know he he looked like he he's earned that, and he he mm. did well with it. Um, so I think yeah, I'm not going to say what I think is going to happen, but I think thus far Liam Manning's reign has been a, a positive one, um, and I think had this pod been before Port Vale, as I said earlier, we'd yeah. all be like, oh, this is brilliant. And, yeah. you know, when we went into a game we wanted to win and we drew it. Yeah, It was, it was it's, away from home and poor conditions on a poor pitch.
3: Yeah. And, and we think,
1: weren't good, but got a point.
3: I think we're all the same in saying that there's no criticism of Manning here, really, at all. I mean, he's been handed a stinker of a situation. Um and he's, you know, just hopefully can't find a way out of it. Um, and, you know, I've, yeah, I've got every confidence that he can do that.
0: But He's kind of, he's stopped the rot. You know, we haven't necessarily yeah. turned it round yet, but he's gone, f- you know, we've gone from a club with one point in 10 games to yeah. four in four. Um, and it's, that's definitely, you know, plateaued. Um, whether the next step is to, you know, just bring it back a little bit now and and, and get 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 that elusive win um but it's certainly an improvement you know it's it's and that horrible you know losing becomes a habit and it's 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 been you know we're on the longest winless streak of any club i think in english football at the moment but like like you guys have said it feels a little bit more positive there's there's a little bit there that that you can look at and go yeah happy with that happy with that we're still not scoring lots of goals but You know, the rest of it, be hard to beat, um, is a good thing. And it might just be enough for this season. Yeah, let's hope.
1: Mm. (laughs) Um, uh, Right, so positives for the upcoming games. uh, This is just me trying to be an optimist. um, Would be Bolton conceded in the last few minutes against MK Dons. So hopefully they're a bit Mm. sort of feeling worse for that. We played better against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, whether it's because they created more space or because they were going for it more, does that mean that against teams like Bolton, Barnsley, and Portsmouth, we're going to be presented with with a better situation than a than a scrappy dog fight? Um, <clears throat> we're not really expecting to come out with a huge amount. That might be a positive, uh, but the the big overriding negative is they're all going to be really difficult teams to play football against.
3: Yeah, and you know one of one of the managers of those teams knows us inside out. Um but we know him inside out. So, <laughs> um so uh yeah I think Barnsley and Bolton are going to be absolutely expecting to beat us. I think you know Messina is going to have Pompey very cautious about what we are capable of um on our day. Um whenever that day may be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I am. Um, I think no, I think I think you're right, Liam. There are positives that that we can look at, um, and I think it's it's about stopping that rot of conceding goals, which we've done. Um, and and yeah, there's a uh, there's there is there is hope here in these next three. But please don't come down to Accrington. I just I just the thought of it just oh
0: God. oh. oh. It, the I mean, pressure is on the you know the teams at the top of the table as much as it's on the teams at the bottom for different yeah, reasons yeah. you know we'll look at
3: Sheffield you've only got a, ex-
0: exactly you look at Sheffield Wednesday you know who whose poor run kind of started with the with the game at Forest Green who had been dreadful and then managed to win um, and that that sort of Bolton little run of form at the moment what, only one win in six drawn away at, at Morecambe drew to Sheffield Wednesday you know. Both teams that we've drawn with so it is a shame when you say what only one win in six yeah. and we're absolutely <laughs> dreaming of that yeah yeah we we'd <laughs> take that <laughs> all day long but yeah but equally you know that they're, they're they'll be feeling the pressure um mm. and both and Portsmouth will be feeling the pressure and, and Barnsley will be feeling the pressure
3: um, and they'll all be thinking Oxford's run has to end against someone
0: <laughs> well yeah you know in the same you know we we look at ourselves in isolation. Um, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Other teams will be going, Oh no, we don't Rocky, want to be the we're one. we're the team that will end their run in the same way that we think that about ourselves and, and when teams That's come what to what us fail with fans
2: runs, are saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, you know, it, it didn't happen then, you know, any any losing or, or non-winning run, the longer it goes on, the closer it is to ending, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so at some point it will end. Um
3: that's but called.
2: then, obviously we got Forest Green, where you'd hope that you get something, however, they could be relegated by then. Mm. I mean, they're they going to get relegated this weekend, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, and so. then you've got a whole new like dynamic because <laughs> like, mm. they're, they're on the beach. You know, relegated teams be no to do, do funny things.
3: Yeah. yeah, 11 give me 11 players with zero pressure on their shoulders, then 11 with the weight of the world on it any day. So I've I got to too. say,
1: though, you say that you don't want it come, to come down to that Accrington game. Oh. None of us do. But if it does and, you, and we come out on top of it, what a day that
3: is. Oh, mm. Jesus. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: those games, you know, we, we the Sheffield Wednesday game, good atmosphere. The fans got behind the the, the, the players. And I, and I felt as well, you know, in the derby game, I know Liam Manning wasn't necessarily in charge then. Um, but there did seem to be a different atmosphere around the place, and we were unlucky. You know, we we gave them a good go, and I, you kind of think maybe that extra support, that extra passion from the fans in those games where there's going to be sold out away ends, and hopefully close to sell out home ends, it will feel um, will it might just help the players. You know, we'll we'll, we'll try our very best and, and to lift them um, in those two games at home before we go Ooh. up to Barnsley. But it's, yeah, it's nervous, isn't it? It is nervous. Yeah. Um. So, talking about pressure at the top of a table. Um, <laughs> nice segue there. Um, the Oxford game, Oxford women's game against Watford was called off this afternoon. That's... Uh, the, uh, the teams at the top of the table seem to be running scared from Oxford. Um, mm. we're, we're a point clear of Watford and Ipswich um, with a game in hand over them. Two points clear of Portsmouth with a game in hand over them. And we've got to play Watford, Ipswich and Portsmouth all away um before Gillingham in the last game of the season. The, the budgets, I know we've talked about this in the past, but the budgets for Watford and Ipswich, um, maybe not quite so much Portsmouth, but... Compared to Oxford, it you know it's it's a remarkable achievement. Whatever this season brings, it's a remarkable achievement.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. And in a in an odd way, it well no, it's not in an odd way. It goes to show that the club are doing things the right way. There's one squad that aren't doing well, mm-hmm. and it's the men's first team, and it's yeah. it's where the the world and a lot of the fan base look at how the club is, but the the women's team and the youth teams are brilliant. They're mm. in great shape, yeah. Um, and yeah, what a great illustration of of what they can do on on that budget, as you say, but by getting the right people in place. And I know we big up Kath a lot um, because we we know her. Hi, Cath, um, but. Her tactical knowledge is it is astounding. To to sit and watch games of football with her is an absolute masterclass. Um, and I did that this the season we were um, behind closed doors, and I was doing the social media for the club. Sat with Cath for most games, and she just she just sees things that mere mortals can't see. She's so incredibly tuned into that sort of thing. And even um, I did work out in Italy a few years ago and a few people came to visit me. We went to the Juve-Turin game and we sat watching it and Turin went ahead in the first 10 minutes. And with about 15 minutes to go, I said, right, Kath, what, what needs to happen? And she said, well, they're they're putting in crosses too high and no one's getting on the end of them. They need to do a few low crosses. Within a minute of that happening, they started putting low crosses in and within two minutes of that happening, it was one all, And it was just the the way she could, I, I hadn't even begun to notice. I was, obviously saw them putting balls in the box, but uh, taking the height, who's in the box, who's running in where, what the defenders are doing, hadn't taken all of that into account. And she just did everything about it. And she is one of the assistants there. So it, it, it speaks volumes for Liam Gilbert. And for, uh, I've forgotten the name of the other assistant, used to play for them. Um, but yeah, it it just shows that they're getting the right people in place. And if they're doing that at the women's level, we've got to have faith that they're doing that at the other levels as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, we talked about the training ground, you know, the training ground, the, the investment that's gone in there. It's fantastic. The potential of the new stadium as well is showing that, there are good things happening around the club you know like you say the youth team getting through to quarterfinals of the FA youth Cup and just doing tremendous work and 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 again the women's team you're right it is only the men's first team that are struggling um and aren't doing it so it, it I think it's it, it's it's another example of the club being in in not too bad shape if you look at it as a club and not as a foot one, one of the teams within that club. So, uh, yeah, some big games so- for them. And then the yeah last game of the season against Gillingham, um, hopefully go into that game with it still in your own hands. That's all you can kind of hope for, um, at, th- at this stage is, is yeah, keep put it in your own hands. Um, and that's, that's what they seem to have done all season. Uh, you know, they're, they're plugging away and, uh, Hanging in there and um, doing very well.
1: Yeah, they're, they're also, it, it's a very exciting team to watch. Mm. If, if you haven't got down to see them, check out some of the stuff on online, some of the highlights and so on. <laughs> they're really entertaining. Really good attacking positive football. Um, it will sound very familiar to you if I say they have... Um, conceded more than they would have wanted to <laughs> but they've also scored more than was expected they're a fantastic team and yeah do look out for any highlights
0: indeed yeah no, i i've only managed to get to i think the mk dons game earlier this season um but yeah absolutely score score goals for fun um and and it is yeah very entertaining and that's an, talking about the new stadium it's one of the things that the club want to do is ensure that the women's team play their games at the new stadium. Um, something that they're not able to do at the Kassam um, for obvious reasons. Um, and it, it it creates that one club mentality. Um, we will do a pod on the stadium situation in the future. Um, we'll try and get some guests on for that. Um, so we'll we'll cover that in more detail. But things things are progressing with the stadium. It's it, you know, it's it's a a it's a, a long a long process and lots of stages in that process that need to be overcome, you know, as we go along. Um, but at the moment it's, we're, we're, we're getting over those hurdles, each each one that gets put in our way. And, and it's it's a gradual process, but it's it's been positive so far. So I like when, that you've said about a guest.
2: The, when we do the uh, podcast for the, um, talking about the stadium, are we going to host it down? Because I'm in pool at the moment we're we going to host it down here, because that seems to be a thing.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, well, is, yeah lo- a, a local uh, podcast being hosted in Port.
1: Yeah. 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 No,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that you said about guests,
1: which puts us under pressure to get someone good now. And we're just going to end up being like, <laughs> my mate's a builder. He said he'll come. <laughs> <on.">
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to put that over there, mate? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so no there's only what I've said this in the past I just want at some point somewhere within the stadium the same way that at the state Sunderland Stadium of Light there are some of the panels from Roker Park the those classic Archibald Leach design kind of crisscross um, panels in their home end I just want a, a fence panel behind one of the goals um, somehow incorporated into the new stadium just to a single wooden fence panel, I think, yeah. uh, or at least call one the fence end. Yeah, and we can always claim it's named after the pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and our, our faces along the back, you know. Yeah,
3: Should we start a now. For
0: that? <laughs> Bit of housekeeping. Hi Tim. I think Tim, Hi, Tim. at Hi, the Tim. moment is, uh, according to social media, in a hot tub on the edge of on the sort of uh, edge what? of a lock in Scotland. I thought he uh, was at
1: Port Vale at the weekend. Oh, he, that was it, that was hitting.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <Hey>!
1: <laughs> very good.
0: Uh, no, it's social media this afternoon was, uh, was a hot oh, tub really? on the edge of a, a loch in uh Perthshire with snow capped mountains in the background. Very nice, I mean, very he, nice. he does live a life, so he might be listening to this if he's still up there by the time this gets released. He might be in the hot tub. So, think of us wow. while you're in your hot tub, Tim. Think of us um, Tim. Yeah, everyone's thinking of Tim in a hot tub now, aren't they?
3: <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> so we'll uh we'll hopefully be back after uh after the Pompey game and um, before Barnsley if uh, if we get chance if not we'll uh it'll be after Barnsley um can only be before or after can't it or during but no will um so yeah um thank you for listening um um yeah take care of each other take care of yourselves and uh, we'll see you next oh, time God. Bye! Bye! Bye.